Welcome to Spirit of the Midwest, a show featuring interviews and stories that expose the deep values and pride found in the heart of America. My name is Wesley Noble, and I'm here today with my co-host, C.K. Hicks. And we're here with Christian Gideon, who is a wedding photographer based in Springfield, Missouri. He specializes in artistically done photojournalistic style weddings, portraits. Uh, And then from his Twitter, I also see that he enjoys waking up in a foreign land. And uh, I've met him personally. We did lunch once, and and I know he just enjoys life and loves what he does. So, Christian, thanks so much for taking time with us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So... As you, uh, obviously, the, the, the kind of the, the purpose of this show is to get a snapshot of people who uh, grew up in the Midwest and, you know, live and work in that area specifically or have gone on to other places and are kind of taking pieces of what they've done elsewhere. And so one of the main things that, that we're trying to do is sort of figure out what about growing up in this part of the country uh, has made sort of made you who you are, whether you've stayed or gone or somewhere else. So could you give us just a real, a real snapshot background of, of kind of where you grew up and, and how it led you to where you are now? Yeah, um, I grew up in Ozark, Missouri, so just south of, of Springfield, Missouri, um, small town of about, uh, about 15,000 people. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, I describe it as a sleepy town. Um, and that's one of the things that really drew me into your podcast is um, kind of what you like to showcase is so much of what I try to showcase in life. I have a lot of, uh, a lot of pride about where I come from. And uh, in my industry and in any kind of artistic industry, a lot of people um, consider the Midwest flyover country. And I'm um, really determined to prove that it's not just a place where, you know, the time just slow and then that limits you artistically or limits you in anything you do. So I have a lot of pride there. Um, one, uh, one, big, one big thing that I hope that uh, kind of comes out in my work and, you know, the way I approach things is my family moved to this area um, in the 1840s. So really early on in the history of, of this area. And um, growing up, that has always been um, instilled in me, that hard work ethic, um, kind of make things happen on your own. Uh, don't wait for other people to necessarily um, hand, you th- hand you things, make your own breaks, um, you know, push your own limits. So that the mindset of uh, even my early early ancestors, family members came here is still kind of alive in me today. Um, mm-hmm. It's obviously a lot different. Um, I'm not uh, trying to farm, you know, the rocky hills here, <laughs> uh, but uh, there's a lot of parallels still there, I guess, um, in what I do and try to make it from um, in an area that. Uh, like I said earlier, a lot of people kind of overlook. Sure. Yeah. So Christian, CK mentioned that you are a photographer. Do you a lot of like artistic um, art? What, what do you call it? like art quality photography? It's not just like casual photography. It's like stuff you would actually put up in a gallery. Yeah, um, I would hope so. Um, you know, the word the word fine art in my industry gets thrown around a lot. Um, and I've tried not to use label myself as fine art necessarily, um, because um, to me, whether I'm shooting a wedding or a um, portrait session or um, documenting some kind of real life event, um, it's all about connections for me. Um, it's all about you know the human condition, how people interact, celebration of life. Um, but I try to document that in a fine art way. So I, I, n- I never want to throw fine art out there because I think people have certain expectations for that. Um, mm-hmm. And when I talk to potential clients, whether that be commercial work or, or weddings or anything, I'm always, I always focus on the connection. Um, 
I tell people with weddings that I couldn't tell you the uh, the top five like wedding dress designers in the industry or um, you know anything like that. But I love the celebration of life that are weddings, and that's why I photograph them. Uh-huh. And um, so yeah, so I always focus on the connection part, but really showing it from an artistic standpoint. Um, that's the great thing about the internet is it allows. You know, if you have 200 guests, 250 guests at your wedding, it allows everyone to see those wedding images now, and even people that didn't attend. Whereas 15 years ago, um, your wedding album that you may have in your coffee table was kind of the only way people saw those images. So a new a new industry or a new frame of mind in the way to photograph weddings has kind of emerged out of that because we do we are able to share those moments with the whole world. Whereas uh, you know, 15 years ago, it wasn't a possibility. So that's kind of where my vision has evolved out of is that um that need or that opportunity i guess so yeah well and one of the things that you is plainly visible through your photography is the emotional connection between people which is something that you know as you say you is a great part of your history and so if you're looking back uh at where kind of where you've come from it's obviously influenced just your artistic style because the shots you take are very intimate they're very uh, personal, it's kind of like that moment, you know, could be preserved that couldn't really be recreated because it's such a special time. You know, there's some you take from the top of buildings and you take them when they're floating in a lake and that, you know, or just all these yeah. different types of things. But it's it's so personal and that, that obviously uh, is a big deal to you, the relationship side of thing. And that's, that's something that really fascinates me about this area of the country is we... Uh, it's like kind of like this pride of life and the personality and the one-on-one connections that we build, you know, whether it's grabbing lunch at a, a cafe or, or talking over the internet or whatever, it's still, it's driven by this desire to connect with people and to know people. And I think that to me is, is one of the ways that uh, really sets this area of the country apart from a lot of places I've been. Uh, it, I mean, have you found that as well, or what are what's are some distinctives about the Midwest that you have seen as you've traveled all over the place? No, that's I, I'm glad you said that because that's something I I always want to try to get across anytime I talk to somebody about what I do. Um, that's one huge advantage here. I I realize now um, where I'm at that I didn't necessarily embrace growing up. Um, for example, I went to grab coffee this morning before you know before we sat down, and you walk into um, coffee, you know, coffee shop on the square here in Springfield and you run into three or four people or even the person making coffee and the typical Midwest mindset is to engage that person and talk to that person, look them in the eye, talk about the weather, talk about their morning. And um, I found that, you know, when you go to uh, New York City, for example, everyone's so busy. It's the exact opposite of that. It's put your head down. You have somewhere to be. Um, My time is most important to me, not yours. And um, I've realized how much of an advantage growing up in this type of environment has been because uh, today in photography, with what I do with connections and portraits, the biggest thing for me is getting the people I'm working with to be comfortable and to feel at ease in front of the camera and to realize that I'm on their side. I'm not some pushy photographer. I'm not going to make them do something corny or out of their element. And those conversations I've had my whole life walking into a coffee shop or walking into school or uh, just walking down the street in my neighborhood, all those little bitty conversations and that constant frame of mind of engaging people has 
come back around as a skill set in what I do and allow me to engage those people. Uh, you know, I show up on someone's wedding day, and up until that point, it may be all email communication or all Skype. And so I have to get them to trust me pretty quickly that I'm, you know, I'm a decent, I'm a decent guy. Um, I'm not going to do anything to ruin their wedding day and that um, they can be comfortable with me. And that skill set has really allowed me to um, connect with those people quickly and um, on a real level, not superficially. And as soon as I can do that, that's when I can start making really beautiful images with those people so that. I, that's something I've re- realized in the last year is this whole uh, way of life here has really uh, fostered that skill set for me kind of unknowingly. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's perfect. And so it's, I think a lot of it comes back to the intentionality that we have. It's like you getting up early and getting coffee before we talk, or uh, I saw you answered my email at a pretty early hour this morning. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, that's, but that's part of it is the intentionality of wanting to be ready for something. And so that when you do meet somebody and you engage them, there's this personality and there's this flavor to the conversation because the two people are just genuinely interested in meeting other people and talking with them and 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 just enjoying working through different things they're working on and just enjoying life and uh i've spent my entire life in this part of the country but that's i've seen that no matter where i've been like you can just see it in people you're like you you're from the midwest aren't you there's just something Mm -hmm. about that so that's that's really cool and that's that that was a great soundbite from you too about uh the just walking in and having those conversations because that's i think that's something that is looked over but when you spend a little bit of time here you know we used to joke because the people wave on the country roads back where i'm from and you'd go somewhere else and uh you wouldn't see as much waving and we're like what's wrong with people what's what's going on here why <laughs> yeah that's that's definitely true in my experiences yeah it's it's a uh, like i said earlier it's it's almost look if you're waving you're in trouble somewhere else you know in a lot of bigger <laughs> cities so yeah and when i when i heard you talk about that i agree uh intentionality <clears throat> but also authenticity really comes to mind as something that is prevalent in the Midwest and that people really strive towards. And that's, I see in your own work. Um, so how, how do you get that authenticity out of people and be authentic towards them? Oh man, that's, that's a great question. Um, I think so much of it, um, it's just the way I started. I started, you know, photography late in life, you know, for most people. And so much of it was asking, um, just friends of mine, Hey, let's, I have this idea for a shoot. I have this, this uh, idea I want to get across. Um, let's go. Do you have a couple hours during the week? Let's go shoot. And um, I would take those those friends um, and do you know these hopefully attention grabbing portraits with them. And they weren't models. They weren't uh, people who spent a lot of time in front of the camera. And um, again, it kind of goes back to. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel with the way I shoot. I'm not trying to. Um, not trying to go viral. I'm not trying to make something that is shocks the world. Um, with everything I do, I want people to look back uh, in 20, 30 years, and those images not be outdated or um, or look like a passing fad. I want them to actually grow in value, um, and that's one of the reasons that I don't do a lot of crazy editing, a lot of crazy uh, artificial lighting and things like that, because I want things to feel authentic. I want them to look like real life, um, but maybe see, see real life as they haven't seen it before. Um, 
so yeah, that's a big part of it is there's a, that intentional frame of mind to shoot things in the realest way I can. And in today's photography world where everybody's trying to hit that home run and make that one image and get all the likes on Facebook or, uh, you know, get more Instagram followers, sometimes real is refreshing. And I, I hope that that's sustainable because... <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, you know, that even comes out in the series that you did, uh, like the day in the Ikea, you know, the yeah. you're, it's all about the realness of that situation no matter where you are. And I think that that plays right into this mentality you're talking about, about you know, wherever you are, you're taking this with you and you're trying to find what it is about that connects people and creates these moments. And that could be, that could really be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The psychology of, um, what draws people in images and what makes an interesting image is always fascinating to me. So, um, a lot of that's basically what we've talked about is, uh, looking inside myself and seeing what I guess I can offer the world to make an, an interesting image, you know? Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's so, and I think that's as, I think that's as real and authentic as it can be, is see what I have to offer the world, not what the world wants to see. Cause if you're constantly trying to make images, um, for everybody else, you're going to get burnt out pretty quick. And, uh, I think that's kind of a, a dead end road for most photographers, but a, a road that most photographers seem to want to go down, you know? So it's kind of. It's it's just a lot easier to wake up in the morning and know I want to shoot for myself. I guess. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I love that IKEA project. That cracks me up every time I look at it. Yeah, that was kind of a strange deal. Uh, it was not planned out. It was a um, me and a couple of friends were on a road trip and had my gear in the car. We were going to buy a few picture frames and <laughs> we started laughing and joking and one thing led to another and yeah, so. Uh, that was never intended to really like go viral or take off like that. Hilarious. It was more, it was more meant to be sent to you know to our friends to make them laugh, and then people were like, "You have to put this on the internet." And um, when we put that on the site, I think it's had, I think it's had about half a million hits now on the live Man. on my website at least, um, and it's been on over you know two or three hundred different websites. Man. Uh, but it's been great because it's it's really not what I do at all in terms of the way I shoot, uh -huh. but it, it gets people in, kind of makes them laugh, and then. A lot of times, the people will stay on my site, and they end up working with me, you know, yeah. for other reasons. So it's kind of a kind of a funny deal. Very cool. Well, I more question another question about your craft Sorry. here. So since I have known you on Twitter and followed your work, I've I wanted to ask this question to you. And when I was younger, I used to be really into photography mm -hmm. and um, kind of mostly my own laziness. Uh, but also partly this just dropped out. But one of the things I struggled with was uh, I struggled with uh, balancing living in the moment, uh, in the moment that I'm taking, with also also capturing the moment with my camera. So how do you like as you go out and go around to all these amazing cool places all over the country? Uh, how how do you live in that moment and enjoy the moment yourself, but also? be able to capture it with your camera? Oh, man, that's that's a great question. Um, you know, in regards to weddings, uh, I think this year I shot 15 to 20 weddings out of state. So I was in little bitty small towns in Arkansas, you know, New York, Brooklyn, uh, West Coast. So I, no, two, no two weddings or no two cities, towns are, are alike. Um, and that frame of mind is really important of going in there. And... Um, 
you know, when someone hires me, I look at uh, as myself as um, not just a photographer, but someone that is emotionally investing in their day to capture those moments in a way that they can actually be in those moments more. And by that, I mean, um, I have this really weird thing that sometimes after I shoot a wedding, especially when I'm really emotionally invested in it and there's a good story going on and people are having a blast, I'll take all these wonderful images and then sit down a day or two later and look at them and there's images I don't remember taking. Hmm. And it's always, uh, it's always blown me away. And what I've come to realize is when I'm documenting and trying to make artistic decisions, I am very emotionally invested in the day, hmm. but I do not... Um, experience the moments the, the way the people in the wedding experience the moments and that is a great thing actually um because it allows them to to not worry about where i am what images i'm taking they you know the clients i work with have to trust me and when they trust me um they get better images but they get to enjoy their day they know that i'm there they um can focus more on their family and their friends or their um their future spouse or what's happening instead of wondering what their photographer's doing. And my way of investing in them is getting those images and not worrying about um, my own being there, I guess. It's, all, it's almost like I, I have this sacrifice. You know, I sacrifice uh, some of the moments to make sure they have those moments. Hmm. Um, yeah. And it's really, I, it's kind of hard to get out what I'm trying to say, I guess. But uh, No, it makes sense. It, so... How would that change if you were shooting something like for yourself? Like, is it does that mentality shift, or are you still would you still kind of sacrifice the moment to save it for the other people who were there? Uh, it it does change a little bit for myself. Um, I'm a and if you follow me on Twitter, my website, you know, I shoot a ton of personal work um, in between, I guess, professional projects, and I actually try not to draw that line too much. But when I do shoot personal work, that is kind of my time to. Uh, have a little more control over the images being made. Uh, that's a great time for me to experiment, to grow as a photographer. So I use my, yeah, I use my personal work to be more about um, exerting some of that directing and some of that trying new things um, from a technical aspect. So when I do go into a wedding, that it's second nature to me. Gotcha. So yeah, and, but I enjoy both of those equally. I, I love documenting weddings i love the real moment side but also um during the wedding day too i like those i like to take control for an hour or so and and do some of those editorial type portraits and that's why i do shoot so much personal work so when i get the when i get that time to do some creative editorial style portraits i can flow back and forth seamlessly and from having control to being a fly on the wall and i found that a lot of photographers can't do both they, they either like to document and stay back and not talk or be out of the frame, or they like to have 100% control and control every little detail. Um, and I pride myself on being able to flow back and forth between those two. Um, and I think that comes from trying not to have an ego about it. Um, I always say, you know, to make good images, I have to check my ego at the door. Because hmm. um, that's one thing about weddings that's always fascinates me is... You could go to my website and see these amazing editorial documentary artistic images... Um, from the past, but every wedding you show up to is a fresh start. And if you don't bring that 100% locked-in mentality to every wedding, then you're gonna you're gonna get burnt out, and you're ultimately gonna make images that start getting boring. 
So do you see the personal work you do, the personal shoots, as kind of a way to recalibrate and maybe enjoy some of the moments yourself and be able to kind of refocus and refuel so that when you go back in, you can really be selfless as that photographer to help other people really capture their day? Yeah, I never I never thought about it um, in terms of recalibrating, but that's that's the absolute perfect word, word for it. Hmm. Um, it kind of centers me. Um, it allows me to, but also to make those decisions quicker and more seamlessly. Um, with so many weddings, they are just so fast moving. And um, when I'm able to make those artistic decisions um, more intuitively, as, a fo- as opposed to stopping and having to um, think it through, it ultimately makes me a better photographer, which puts a better product out on the table. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, I never really thought of it that way, but that's exactly what it does. Very good. Hmm. Well, Christian, I'm curious. On the on the show, we really want to uh, ask people uh, for wisdom that they've learned over the past years, and I'm wondering what is your advice to your younger self? Just oh, things oh, you've that, learned from your craft, things you've no, learned from question. the Midwest. No, that's a great question. Um, one another huge advantage I have looking back on my life is, you know, I said earlier, I didn't get into photography until my mid twenties and that I wouldn't change anything about it. Um, I think a lot of young photographers, uh, these days, the access to really good gear, whether that's an iPhone or a SLR is, is there for almost anybody or else it, it wasn't necessarily when I was growing up. And so it's easy to grab a camera and start think you're working towards being a professional really quickly. And I think that can be a detriment sometimes to people. Um, I often tell people when I was about 22, I went to China for three or four weeks mm. and on, a, on an international business college trip and went all over the country, uh, Shanghai, Beijing, um, countryside, nice, uh, the Great Wall, and it just it blew my mind. It, just, it was one of the most fascinating, beautiful places on earth. But I don't have any images from that trip, none. I didn't, um, didn't take a camera. Uh, cell phone cameras were meaningless then, <laughs> and I actually I, all I have is the memories from it. And I think there's something to be said for getting out and living life before you get into photography, um, making mistakes, um, traveling, um, getting your heart broke once or twice. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot like music in that mindset. Is you have to have something to say, and when you're fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, eighteen, whatever. And you just pick up a camera. You don't really know what you want to say yet. Mm. And that has been a huge blessing to me is I've been through a lot of struggles and great things in life before I even really picked up a camera. That's um, super and I fascinating. Think, I think that helped me know what I wanted to say, if that makes sense. No, it does. And that's just so interesting the way you describe uh, having the experiences, but then not having documentation. You know, it's like Wesley asked question about documenting and I, I think that too sometimes when I'm walking down the street and I see the way the sun is hitting a, a flower or the building or something I pull out my phone take a picture you know if I don't have an SLR on me and and but I, then sometimes you're thinking well but am I preserving this moment because I'm actually going to reflect on it you know or am I preserving this moment because I want to share it with someone and explain the situation and what was going on or is this just a natural, you know, flippant reaction to take a picture? And does it actually tell a story? And does it actually tell something about 
the phase of life that we're in or whatever else like what does it do other than you know just this this sort of knee-jerk reaction to pull out the phone and take a picture and and the way that you just described the storytelling based on your experiences before you were kind of in the profession of documenting things is super fascinating I think because it goes back even to what you said earlier about you know you have the ancestors and you're really fascinated with the 1800s and and just their their progression and their story as they went places it's neat to hear that you want to be intentional even if that means what some people might view as like sacrificing uh you know these different situations like you're you're wanting to get back to like well but what are we doing here what's the story about and and what are we actually telling and have we actually experienced enough to tell that story and that uh so that, for me personally that's just that's wildly fascinating because i I love that angle on life where you're not trying to just obsessively capture every moment. You're trying to, you know, there's weight behind it too. Yeah, no, no, for sure. The, the more I shoot, the more, the, the, the longer I've been a photographer, the less I want to shoot. Exactly what you just said. <laughs> um, and I hope that doesn't come off snobby. It just, um, there's, it, you know, the, it takes certain things that, to get me going, just like you said, because um, I think I've kind of gone through that phase of shooting everything in front of me and I want to I want my images to, to mean something you know and I'm not knocking the person who like you just said your own experience walking down the street I do that all the time myself <laughs> but um you know professionally there's there's less and less I want to shoot and I think that's a good thing I think that means there's actually there's I'm looking for better stories I'm looking for more intense situations you know that's excellent ah love that well thank you so much Christian for yeah joining us today for being our guinea pig with our very first episode it's it's been really fun and you had some really cool stuff to say i oh thanks really thanks for having that. me I, you definitely you definitely uh you know going into it with no pre-planned idea you had some great questions that i could uh you know hopefully share a little bit of insight on no it's been great and and we've we've so appreciated uh getting to touch base with you and and hopefully we can do it again yeah um so as we close out the show uh you can get to know christian by visiting his website at christiangideonphotography.com. Uh, he's also on Twitter at Christian Gideon. And you can learn more about this show by visiting spiritofthemidwest.net. Thanks for tuning in, and please join us next time as we celebrate the spirit of the Midwest. I want to show you.